Sup. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are that of our own and future Bachelor only, and not affiliated with any outside party or entity. This fun podcast may include some adult language. Future Bachelor Podcast. Welcome to Future Bachelor. My name is Sai. And I'm Veronica. And we talk about everything pop culture, dating, and Bachelor. This episode, we're covering the men spilling some tea. Ooh. The Golden Bachelor making everyone cry. Aw. And some big Batch Nation announcements. Okay, and this is episode 278. Let's go! (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Everybody old, everybody new, everybody in between. Uh, you know, another week of Future Bachelor and your favorite podcast host. Uh, before we get into the men tell all and Bachelorette this week, Veronica, how are you doing? What's going on? Yeah, um, I just got back, so pretty much in time to watch the show, but we'll get more into that. Mm-hmm. Um, from Charleston, went to did a little like long weekend in Charleston this past weekend with my boyfriend Sean, um, and so we did you know did some beaching, did some tours did some eating did some drinking um did some paddle boarding so it was a, a nice little nice little escape from atlanta for the weekend so that was a lot of fun That's but you know back back in it the grind don't stop so it don't what about it really you? don't um yeah i had a pretty crazy week with uh we're starting to do full dress rehearsals so the whole show is coming together for legally blonde um i'm very excited about um opening week it's like, you know, last night we just did our, our, our dress rehearsal. We're going to do another one. And then tomorrow we have like an actual audience. Like it's like a soft opening and then opening night, which I believe you will be at. Uh, so, I will be. yeah, I'm like really excited to have everyone see the show. It's been crazy. Like on Saturday, we we had like a rehearsals from like 10 to 7 and literally did um, the show back front to back twice in a row. So it was it That's was pretty crazy. intense. But um, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, I actually shot a short film on Friday. It was like my only day off from rehearsals. And I got booked for this like short film. So that was cool. And then on Sunday, uh, after rehearsals, me and the writing crew are putting our final touches on my first script that like I've written. Oh, wow. Yeah. we. Uh, it's like this. Uh, it's based off of like true events that actually happened. Like somebody tried to break into our place like the first time right. we uh, I think I told I told everybody. But uh, it's 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 cool because we we added like a science fiction like element to it and stuff. And um, uh, I'm pretty happy about the pre-production of it. We're going to short. It's going to shoot my short film. I'm going to co-direct it with uh, with my buddy. And um, I'm pretty excited about it because I'm I'm. That's awesome. I'm happy about the script. So, uh, with all that being said, enough of all that though. Why don't we? Why don't we just hop into what we do around here? You know what I'm saying? Cause it's that time to talk about the Bachelorette on our show. <laughs> yes. But before we get talking about the Bachelorette YouTube, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and subscribe, smash that thumbs up button, and hit that notification bell so you can get notified every time we drop new Bachelorette content just like this. And if you just did, oh man, huge shout out to you. Woo-wee, air horns for you. What's going on with my voice today? It's all the singing. I think I need a rest, but we got to talk, you know? Yeah, you need to go on vocal rest after this. Oh, my goodness. Show. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, uh, you know, we like to shout out our comment crew, the OGs, the Nancy Drew crew. We got Catherine Ann. We got Kathleen Kent. We got Marion SP. Chelsea Allen didn't show up in the comments this week, but she around. I know it. Um, returning, we got Beth <laughs> Wanger. We got Sunny Days Double O, Wendy Fraley, Mona Walter, Shanice, RS1221326. Yes, and new to the comments, we got Paula K. Johnson. We got Renee Reese. What's up, everybody? We, uh, <laughs> you know, getting everybody in the comments section. It's been such a busy week that I actually didn't get a chance to reply to you guys yet. So um, forgive me. I tried to, but like y'all are getting in the comments so I much. I was I'm in like, there. A little bit. I know you do. You be popping in there. I just, I, I usually try to comment to everybody. I just haven't had time. It's been uh, an insane week with rehearsals. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, again, if you guys don't know, I'm, I'm in a production of Legally Blonde, so it's been pretty crazy. Um, but anyways, uh, I think uh, I think uh, it's it's been a pretty good last week for new subscribers, people coming into the comments, and I just I appreciate all we we appreciate all you guys coming in here and showing us love. We uh, definitely have surpassed our goal of 200 now on our way to 250 so um make sure you are subscribing smashing that thumbs up button for sure and giving us a like because it really helps us out here at the channel um you know uh why don't we just hop into our comment of the week this one's from the homie Catherine ann and she said i think this would be a fun comment just to talk about we, we've talked about it a little bit but i want to hear your thoughts v um topic to talk about here she says i keep hearing other podcasts say they would love to see a same-sex bachelor slash bachelorette season how would that work and not have contestants fall for each other and not the lead i'm guessing that maybe why they haven't tried it yet what are your thoughts i think having a paradise scenario would work better um yeah i mean i think we've we've seen dabbles with it uh with this franchise it's definitely been done with other reality dating shows like how do you think that would work with the bachelor format veronica um, I mean, I know in Bachelor Bachelorettes that aren't in America, they had they had I think Australia had the bi uh, female lead, and so she had you know mixed gender cast, which you could say the same thing for her cast. Her cast could be falling in love with each other too, if you know that was potential that could potentially be a thing. As well as I know, I think it was either Bachelorette Japan or something like that where two female contestants ended up like leaving together they were on a bachelor show um but like to me i feel like if you're going on the show because you're interested in the lead like i think that's who you're going to be interested in and maybe i mean like everybody's attractive or whatever things could happen but i don't know if that's like the reason why potentially that hasn't been why they tried it because like i don't know to me that just feels like, you know, if you're going on a show because you're interested in somebody, I don't think you're going to shoot yourself in the foot by going for one of the other contestants. Yeah, I agree. Because even if that scenario does happen, so what? So those people were not meant to, you know, be with the lead. And, uh, right. you know, there's plenty of other people that will definitely take that spot um, because I think the majority would be there for, you know, the lead. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's correct. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, here... They are trying their hardest to get back to the original format. You know, it's not like they're trying to evolve as much as they're trying to bring it back to, you know, what the heydays of the show was. You know, um, mm. I think that's very uh, prevalent with the uh, the creation of the Golden Bachelor. I think that scenario is going to be such a um, uh, a callback to what they really want this franchise to really be, which is about you know, uh, honest people that are focused on trying to find love and not so much like, you know, the clout and the followers and everything, you know? Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think we're going to get trying to get more to the original. Maybe we'll get some crazy spinoff where they're trying different stuff. I definitely could see it more in a bachelor in paradise scenario. Um, in that scenario though, I feel like it's kind of like a, a numbers thing, like pairing people off and stuff. It just, it's just, like it, it would, it, it would, it's not enough people that are, I think, on the franchise that are willing to do that. Like they can't just pick random people unless they do. Like, you know, the challenge sometimes brings in what they call fresh meat. And it's just people mm. that aren't from another show. They're just like, were cast for that show. Um, so who knows? We might see something well, in the future. Yeah. And I mean, like, Paradise tried to do that last season with like their version of Love Island's Casa Amor, where they bring in, you know, additional folks who then either get to stay or don't get to stay, but depending on if like, you know, people couple up with them or whatever. So I wonder if that would be sort of how they would maybe bring in more, uh, you know, queer folks to potentially pair up with other potentially queer folks. I think, I think this would really have to like, rely on the fact like if for paradise it would have to be a lot more folks that kind of like go across the spectrum just because it'd be like easier to finesse an idea of like you know they could be into multiple 
types of people. Yeah. But I, I think, think that, yeah, that this might comment, be this comment stems from, <laughs> from, from, uh, I think us discussing Gabby last week in the news of her, you know, new relationship and stuff. So it's just, it's just, it's just, uh, interesting to see these people find this type of love outside of the show when it's all getting filtered through the franchise. So why don't we start like kind of diving into that a little bit more, you know, on the actual shows, right. but We'll see what I'm sure we'll see at some point down the road. Um, so at this point, just like to like let you all know that we got the full podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Um, if you want more of us, we're there. Um, this is just one portion of our show where we like to, you know, show show everybody our uh, that all the Bachelor news we got. You know, this show is based around the Bachelor Nation uh, franchise, but we talk about pop culture. We talk about our lives. We talk right. about what we're watching. So um, catch that if you want to listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts so uh why don't we just hop into it week eight of the bachelorette charity season men tell all and uh it was interesting uh, so where do we start v so yeah it's men tell all they they kind of do i was watching uh bachelor data's videos and stuff before and kind of after because the way that this show was aired for many of us especially for us here in atlanta there was a breaking news like cut in right pretty much like after the first hour uh, about, you know, coming up with stuff with the whole indictment for the Georgia votes and stuff with, with the election um, that Trump is dealing with. And that pretty much took over the second half of the show. So, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Um, I, I couldn't even catch the second half of the show because I recorded like through my cable thing. And like the second half of the show was all like breaking news. So right. And. Yeah, I watch YouTube TV, so I watched like the second half mostly on Hulu early this morning. So um, it definitely it's interesting because I know West Coast folks, they had their show like it was delayed. They started it and then it was delayed and then they pretty much had it restart for them uh, an hour later. Uh, How much is YouTube had, TV? Money wise, yeah. like per month? Yeah. Like seventy dollars, I think now. Oh damn! Okay, I thought it might be more affordable, but um, yeah, that's that's expensive. Holy shit! <laughs> um, good for um, you. What is it like on what? What is it like being into one percent? <laughs> it's I'm not in the one. I share it with people, so oh, like it's nice. not like I'm just paying for that. Okay, but cool. um, uh, it used to be like only like fifty or sixty bucks. Mm. But uh, anyways, um. So Mentel All, they, you know, they kind of enter it talking about how great charity is, do all of that. We see the two rows of dudes. We get mostly like, you know, the faves. We have the Johns. We have, uh, you know, we have Adrian. We have people who have been, you know, making noise for most of the season. Then we have like kind of like some randos like James, who I totally forgot about. And uh, what about we, Pete? Have, we have Pilot Pete, the new Pilot Pete, Peter, who... This was interesting on the show that, like, I guess we'll just skip to it just because we brought him up. But, like, he, like, tries to, like, chime in about something. And then they all, they're all like, wait, who are you? And then it turns into this whole thing where Jesse asks them about, you know, they're like, what's what's the deal here? Like, I, you know, I don't know anything about this, but I know that there's been some drama with Peter and Pete or, like, whatever. And um, they all talk about how, I guess, on the first like zoom call post um post season like before you know after everyone finished rapping and it was probably like kind of like going over going over what ne happens next when it comes to promoting the show and all that kind of stuff that's what i can assume based on what they said um like a post show was that like like uh like marching orders like what you're able to do probably what you're not able to do right. just get them all together right. and tell them all at once like you can't you can't just do this like take on this brand deal until you know your contract's over or something um, right and so they i guess after all of that they when they were posting most of the folks when they were most of the dudes when they were posting like the little promotional their headshots and whatever in the captions of theirs at the end of like they're like oh watch me you know start my journey of love uh on abc at you know whatever time um they put like the little i believe the little like um like a middle finger emoji because they blocked that out and they were like bleeping either like i'm guessing the word fuck um on on tv and it was said you know fp or like fuck you know fuck peter 
And so they kind of explain how that was the inside joke, I guess, because that first night, because he only lasted. I mean, they're, one they're night, essentially um, online bullying, and and yeah, and it yeah, was, they, they're like, trying they to play like a little code. Yeah, they're trying to be like it was an inside joke, and uh, and they got caught. Like they thought they were being slick by you know initialing it. Like, come on, it wasn't even like it wasn't even subtle. Yeah, like, I what mean, are we doing? You know, the guy was all like, you know, my family sees that. Like, no one would actually probably know. So making a bigger deal, right. unless you're that person. He's like, just, my church group, my whatever, like, they all. Yeah, like, but, I mean, I'm going to go on his, I'm going to actually be on his side on it. Like, you know, these guys, like, what are we, like, in high school? Like, this is the type of stuff that. Right, why are they doing that? Yeah, like, it, it, it's they, just. They all said that they were rubbed the wrong way by him and he was like, sure. you know, being fake sure. in that he was asking about deals and like whatever. But I'm like, then why are you going to go about doing something like this? Like, that's so strange to me. Yeah. And honestly, it gave him more shine. So it's like it had the opposite effect of whatever they're trying to do. You know, I wouldn't have ever yeah. remembered him if he, if you all didn't do this. So good, good right. for y'all, like, you know, good for y'all. But, yeah. you know, we start off, you know, talking to all the guys, you know, seeing, um, who's returned and everything. And, you know, I was excited to see like people like Brayden. Like I, I was a fan of, of Brayden this season. Um, really not excited to see anybody else really. Um, but you know, where do we, where do I was we... excited to see John. I love John. John, John was in there. Um, you know, harmless dude but uh we yeah we go straight right into the Braden drama like what were we talking about there they pretty much like i feel like they tried it in like how they promoted this episode was they really promoting like everything around Braden? where like in reality i feel like we didn't like as viewers i'm sure i mean we know that they've filmed this shit for hours and hours on end um and i feel like we probably only got bits of it but I feel like they barely talked about that much. They just kind of like rolled his reel, which he was wincing at for a large majority of it because he knew it was like, oh, woof. Like I was kind of putting my foot in my mouth for different things. And like he was like, you know, they 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 kind of like start the whole bit with like Sean versus Brayden with Sean being all like you know you were saying this about your doubts and whatever. Oh my God. And First Brayden's of all, all Sean like, well, makes me sick, man. Yeah. Like I can't. Sean not stand. has a very punchable face. Yo, the most he, punchable face of them all. He just and personality, like you know, I I think you know if if he had more charisma like someone like a Brayden he would have been the villain of this season but too bad like Brayden had more you know Riz than yep. he did like you know he's not he's not cool enough to be the villain of this season but you know he has all the all the stuff there to be to be that I just I just think he's so um up his own ass I just you know obviously he just wants attention and everything but um right yeah, I mean, I think I think Braden did a great job of defending himself. Like he didn't come off like, and, and there was good points. Like obviously, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, Adrian. Uh, he was yeah. one of the first people to kind of start drama with Braden, and by actually putting words in his mouth and like lying about what he said. Like you know, the be it got to the point where he said that like. I remember like he started a narrative that Braden said that charity was classless and he never said that. Like, you know, he never said that. Like he was like, it's funny because I do remember him saying something to the d degree of like d commenting on her class level. He didn't say classless. They couldn't find the footage supposedly. Yeah. Well, calling her classless or saying audience doesn't also thought that he said classless. Yeah. But like, I think there might've been a difference in calling someone classless, cl classless or calling something they did classless. Like, you know, right. There's a difference there. Like you, you could, you could be like, I think in this situation, no, but I think he I'm was just saying, like, commenting more on her class level, which I, I, I think is still not great. I think an action can be classless, like, and it doesn't make that the, the person that did that action completely classless. It's just, you know, I think I, if I'm correct, I think the situation was about the makeout of uh, the five minute makeout right. with Joey and stuff. And it's just like, you know, it's just kind of like classless to like make out with like in front of your other like suitors. Well, then that, that still sounds like you're commenting on what charity is doing. So then that's yeah, but like on charity. I mean, it, he could have been talking about the production around it. You know, what I'm saying like you know production even coming up with the scenario like that's. But just, he wasn't though. 
And we know that. Well, and they even commented on that. I mean, all I'm saying is that, like, it was enough that the like the bachelor put up a slate saying that they never found footage of him saying that. I mean, if they had footage of him having anything slightly close to that, I think they would have shown it. Um, but they didn't. And they, they, I'd never seen that actually before where they are kind of like editing themselves, you know, making sure that there's no like, um, like libel. Yeah, they're like, there's yet to be footage found. So like, I wonder what that even means in that situation. Well, it means that we didn't see that on the season of The Bachelorette, like in any edits that they had. And and then if they went back and tried to find it in the in the stuff that hit the uh, cutting room floor, they didn't find it there either. So I think it's more of like they can't like say that he said this and portray this guy in this. That's like um, defamation, like you know what I'm saying, or like so. And he and I think he he came out on top on that situation. So I was kind of like happy about that. Um, you know, uh, yeah, we already talked about the Peter situation where, you know, there was some online bullying seemed like that. Good, good on Xavier for apologizing other guys on that season. Like there's like a that one dude that has like an obvious like control anger issue where he's just like, you know, can't you know which one I'm talking about? Like the one that just gets Fair like. Enough. Yeah, the guy just like thinks he's full of himself. He thinks he's like gift from God or something, yeah. and he's just yeah. He was the one who like commented, being like, "I'm a real man, whatever." Yeah, he's just you can tell he's day. a person that just like you know um, is not a pleasure to be around. So uh, yeah, good. Which on him and like Brayden are buddy buddy. Like they're really close now. Are they? Yes, they like. They they're all over each other's Instagrams. Like they just like traveled to Mexico together. Well, it's probably because like that guy really didn't like Sean and Sean, you know, yeah. and Brayden are like you know. And I'm, I'm I'd be you know it's always interesting with these men tell all because like they'll be you know Brayden was wasn't uh, mean enough to like be like the evil villain like we've had in the past. He was like kind of like the perfect villain for a season if you want to call him that. Even you know it's just like. He was like a harmless dude that just stood out more than everybody else. But it's always interesting to me because those people are like still like boys with like all the boys. It's like, you know, and also like the fact that we saw Brayden, we saw a scene of him on Bachelor in Paradise, which I'm super excited to see. Um, I mean, yeah, we know he was going to Paradise. Yeah, I totally. Mean, He's a perfect Paradise dude. But, you know, after being through Paradise, you you make other friendships outside of like just your season. So like it's like, right. you know, it, it, I just liked it for Brayden because it was it was almost like all these guys like trying to hate on him. And, and, and Brayden, by the end of it, looked like the man, you know, he's hooking up with one of the cutest girls. Off I don't of know if I'll say he looked like the man, but I think he, he looked definitely like Paradise was more his jam, which to me makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it's my opinion. I think Brayden look like the man like you know i think he held down like a whole bunch pack of assholes like that are coming at him for dumb reasons like you know he and i just i just like the message of being yourself like on on this show like i i, I can't stand like i would hate to be like maybe i should take out my earrings you know so i can blend in and not stand out like you know yeah it, it's just to me i i i, I stood with brayden um but Moving along, uh, then we get uh, Brayden in the hot seat, and that's like you know, kind of essentially where we see him give fake earrings to Jesse, which he puts on, which was pretty funny. Um, Hilarious, yeah. And, and that's where we saw his like little clip, and I feel like his like hot seat just was kind of a continuation of like the beginning of their all their conversation, and it was just like you know him talking about what realness meant to him versus what realness maybe meant to the other dudes. Um, which I feel like he had some flaws in his conversation there. Like initially when the, he was still sitting with everybody and he was talking about the whole like, see, you're like even like holding back your cussing, like you're doing whatever. And I'm like, this is it's because we're on like a you guys are in a, a recording with ABC. Like people don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like conversations that leak like you would have with your friends in real life. And then you're trying to bring it on national TV and just doesn't translate well. Like, you know, it's like I'm sure right. that's like a, a conversation he had with like his people back home. Like, look, these people are just like censoring themselves like. I'm sure like he could go home and watch with his friends and see how fake everyone's being on this show. Like, you know, I love charity. Like, oh my God, charity's like the best. Like, you know, it's like, let's be real here. Like, right. I'm just trying to date like a normal girl. Like, you know, 
and I might have a different way of dating girls than you do. So whatever. Um, and that's what I mean by like, you know, at least up there, like he's having moments with Jesse, obviously Jesse and him have more history with him being in paradise. They've, you know, have more to talk about that have yet to be uh, heard. So, um, he made it out of there pretty good. We get to see him make out with Kat Izzo, who I thought was a standout from, um, was it? Zach season. Zach season. Uh, you know, she, I thought she was beautiful. So, you know, them together makes sense on the And beach. she was sort of a villain on Zach season. So it kind of makes sense. They were both like sort of like weirdly villain so i think that's kind of a fun a fun pairing for yeah, sure yeah because they're both like just really good looking people so um yeah anyways uh so then we get xavier what's going on with this this got like kind of i it was uh, this, kind of hard to watch it was definitely cringy i feel like xavier had his hot seat and i feel like even with him apologizing earlier with the whole peter situation I feel like he's definitely vying for he's like the sob story hard, like, you know, a heartbreak situation for the show. Cause there's always at least one. And it kind of, to me feels like he's also sort of vying for that, uh, bachelor spot, which makes no sense. And I think he's like really just trying to like combat the fact that everybody's all like, he's knit, he's been knitting red flags. Like that's what like the whole con like you know conversation on the internet is right now so i think you know he was really trying to cover his ass with just a lot of what he was saying and they did a very emotional montage of his journey which honestly just poked out more of like how he really handled things poorly there at the end like you could see the reaction from the other dudes as like he's like saying how many times he cheated in whatever period and like saying that he needs to see more and saying all this shit after like seeing him in two minutes prior in the montage being all like, I know like infidelity is a big thing with you. I'm always going to be honest with you, blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, saying that the week before engage, like an engagement. And I'm like, bro, you, you dug yourself. A yeah. Deep, deep I mean, hole. I think, I think, yeah, he, he continued. I mean, although like, you know, it, se- it seemed genuine, sincere of like how he felt like bad about the whole thing. Um, you know, a couple things like I think like he uh, should have kept his mouth shut during the braid and stuff. I think, yeah, him apologizing um, to Peter about the FP stuff um, was him getting ahead of his hot seat moment. Um, right. It's just like contradicting, like, you know, like be completely humble if you're going to try to go that route. That montage before his hot seat was just like really bad bad it's a bad look like it made him look like a super super player which maybe he isn't but you know those are the words he chose those were the actions he chose to do on the show and then um yeah i mean i i I think when it comes to xavier i don't think charity or xavier but either of them thought they would be at fantasy suites about to go and like spend a night with each other. Like he didn't, he was probably not expecting to be there. She probably didn't expect, but somehow he made it to, you know, the final four or three. And, um, and that's kind of like where, uh, it, it all started falling apart for him. I'm sure he really liked her, but he probably just needed to have more time with her. He wanted, he liked, I think he liked charity. He just didn't like the situation of her dating other guys. And, um, you know, wanting more time before I just, proposing. Yeah, I think he just didn't like the idea that he had to make a decision about his future in a quick time period, TBH. Like, I don't even think it was a thing about, like, dating other guys. I think it was more him was, like, he was hit with the reality of, like, what she actually wanted, which is an engagement and a commitment. And he was, like, getting hit with that when it came to Fantasy Sweet Week, being like, oh, shit, like, this is what has to happen now. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I really believe like if you're going to go on this show, you should just f- full on be prepared to like throw the, the fantasy of like, I only proposed to one person one time, like just go through with the engagement on the show. If you win, like if it doesn't work out, then you can always like end an engagement or something. You know, it's not like forever. Right. Like, you know, if you need to tell her this information before you get engaged, like, I don't know, like I, I would think like wait till you're behind closed doors or, you know, whatever. But like, it just right. didn't seem necessary. So, um, this is kind of where I lost, um, 
I lost uh, my uh, the rest of the show because of the breaking news, but I heard he like knitted her a rose and that was sincere and everything like right. that. So, so um, we'll get to okay. So they bring out Charity mm-hmm. and they bring her out to be in the hot seat, and so she pretty much she comes in honestly confident, cool, collected. You could tell she's doing whatever. Like she's putting up a good face because we have no idea, you know what happens in the finale. We don't know if she's potentially with someone or if she's not or whatever that looks like. And she, you know, starts off by addressing Brayden first and being all like, you know, I don't love how you talked about a relationship with some of the guys in the house, but she's like, and I don't like the fact that you, you know, you thought that I was, you know, putting on a front with you because she's like, I think I was being a hundred percent all the time. And like, you know, I really appreciated what we had together and, you know, it was, you know, we, I, lo- I think we had a great time, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah. she, you know, I mean, I think, I think she did stuff. really, truly appreciate, um, you know, his Braden's role on this season because, um, you know, you really don't give it that much attention unless you really like someone. I feel like, I feel like she really did like Braden. Braden just wasn't that into her and, uh, it kind of fell apart. Like they weren't each other's people. I think Braden was into her. I think he just didn't know how to handle the process maybe uh but i don't know how did you feel like charity came off like with this i i I wasn't really feeling her like in in this mental all like it kind of seemed like these guys were like beneath her like it's not like uh like like the bachelorette usually you're like what's up boys like you know what i'm saying like it wasn't anything like that she was just kind of like she did she she came in being like it's all good to see them they're great guys or whatever like i thought she was like very confident cool collected like i thought she was i don't know i kind of thought she came out looking great i mean looking she definitely looked great but like i mean I, I just felt like there wasn't like a connection really with the guys, you know, it's, it's, well, it's it was interesting because then when Sean, Sean invited himself up, like at one point, like, cause like she's asking whatever. And then he just like heads up there, which she's like, what the hell are you doing? Because she's like, that's not, and like, even Jesse's all like, did you just invite yourself up to the hot seat? Like, that's not how this works. And he like just came up and that was like, definitely Sean being all like, that's him being like his like little preppy self being all like you're just so great i just wanted to thank you for just being the best bachelorette blah 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 and like jesse's like go sit back down like what are you doing and um that was embarrassing i I got secondhand embarrassment like watching him do this like i right it was just it was cringy for sure yeah i mean like she was visibly uncomfortable by it like she was like pulled back like you know away from him and stuff and yeah, I mean, everyone was kind of uncomfortable. It's just, it's just such a dumb move. Like, you see people that like never got like shine on the show start talking a lot and everything. This was like taking a whole nother step of just like getting in front of and making a moment about you. And he got it. Like, you know, it's not like they cut that part from it. They wanted to mm-hmm. show how cringy he was by getting up in the middle of the stage and stuff. But, yeah, I felt like Jesse was pretty on it as far as host-wise go. Like, you know, rolling with the punches, making jokes about it. Like, he was harsh on – he wasn't, like, super harsh on Sean, but, like, he definitely put him in his place. He's like, get back to your seat. Uh, But, uh, yeah. And what else happens? Uh, So, Xavier getting up there with Charity was, I think, definitely the most, like, uncomfortable part because – you know, she is asking him, being like, okay, so as you're leaving, as I'm walking you out, you're going to tell me you love me. Like, what was, like, what was your plan? Like, she's like, to me, like, you know, a lot of it just felt like I, you told me you're going to be honest with me and then you didn't. And then like, you wanted me to give you more. And like, how am I supposed to give you more? Like, I was not going to stand for the kind of energy you're giving to me about you dropping a huge bomb on me like it just didn't she's like how is that my responsibility to then you know deal with your stuff and he's the whole time he's kind of like a little sad puppy dog being all like i've been thinking about you a lot i'm obviously i still have feelings for you like blah 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 like you know if anything blah 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 and like it's just like you could tell she's like uncomfortable the entire time because she's like you know there's nothing there's nothing here mm-hmm. for me anymore. Like, you know, I saw what I needed to see and you let me down. And she even did say, she's like, I didn't, you know, if, if I had known you wouldn't have been 
gone you wouldn't have made it to the fantasy suites like this wouldn't have happened like that's you know to be honest and then he gets really he does this weird thing where he like gets up goes into the audience and she's like sitting there being like what the fuck is going on because she's like why is he prolonging this whole moment and he comes back with a knitted red rose to give her which to me just felt like manipulative like why is he gonna take over that moment to act like you know like take control almost like being like, here's the rose, like, I, you know, I wanted to give you one final rose, or, like, whatever, blah, 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 to, like, show, like, how I still feel about you, and whatever, and I'm just, like, that's so awkward, because, like, what if she is engaged to somebody, like, she's not keeping that rose, like, what, what would that even do? It was, like, a shot in the dark to me. Um, maybe. I mean, it's just a, it's just, it's a gift, a handmade gift, you know, uh, I mean, she can choose what she does with it, but it's it's one of those things that I might keep. Like, it's just, you know, it was a, a guy that knitted on my season. He knitted me a rose, which is like the symbol of, like, bachelor nation. So, um, there's nothing wrong with people giving people gifts. Like, you know, I, I think uh, it, it, it just, I think it came with good intentions. Maybe uh, he wasn't all like, look, know. like what I got for you. Like, more of just like, you know, he... He, he felt bad. Like, you know, he felt bad. Like, I'm sorry. That's a, I think that's the most that he can do. Um, I don't think he was inherently a bad guy. He just, just didn't know how to handle that situation. So, um, but moving on from Xavier, uh, what else do we get from the rest of this episode? We get a bunch of bloopers, which stuff we sort of already know, like uh, the Barbie date, the manscaping from the dodgeball them breaking shit and bumping into shit. Do you like the uh, bloopers? Bi- I, I used to. I feel like they used to do better bloopers. Yeah, I feel what, like this I season, the bloopers were shitty. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, I feel like bloopers are not... It's almost like... It's almost like the bloopers are meant to be like, look at this fun show. Like, it's like... But they're not even showing, like, genuine moments i don't know like it just feels i didn't see these ones but like that's how they come off to me usually when they do them like it's just like look how fun our show is like you know um but because they showed jesse as bigfoot like breaking up tanner and charity making out so it just like felt i'm like that is fully forced it's a forced moment right exactly Um, Um, they bring out captain tom from the swamp two-on-one with sean and tanner and Homie doesn't even know Charity's name. He keeps calling her Chastity. And then That's embarrassing. He, and, then he, and then he gives out a rose because he's all like, you know, I was there. Based on who I thought she was vibing with, I, I give this rose to Sean. And like Tanner's like, wow, thanks, man. Like he's all like, like, you know, I'm down and out. But it was it was just weird. I was like, this is so unnecessary. Why do they bring him on? Um, and then that this is when because it's the twentieth anniversary. I bet you anything we um, see that guy again. Tom, the, yeah. the swamp guy. Yeah, you think they're gonna go back to the swamp? Yeah, um, that'd be crazy. He's a character. Um, they bring out some of our OG or just our older bachelorettes, former bachelorettes, because it's the twentieth anniversary of Bachelorette, so it's like you know the twentieth anniversary of Mental All, pretty much. Um, and so they have Trista Sutter, who's the first ever um, bachelorette. She calls herself the OG, the old gal. LOL. Um, we have Desiree. I think that was the first season I ever watched The Bachelorette. And then uh, Deanna, who I feel like it was weird for them to bring on Deanna because she is like very publicly going through a divorce, like with her husband right now. And so it was kind of like a weird thing because like they have like Trista and Desiree being all like, you know, blah, 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 like giving advice about marriage. And like Deanna's like definitely the bitter Betty and being all like, you know, you'll, you, you'll realize how resilient you are and just like people will make unwanted and unwarranted comments, but like don't believe them and like stuff like that. And it just felt like very strange. And she was like making a comment being like, you know, if you're ever, you know, casting for a golden bachelorette, like I'm single and stuff like that. So it was just kind of, kind of strange. just kind of weird. Yeah. Then when they like kind of jam in things, like it's like jamming the, the square into a circle hole. Well, speaking of jamming, they had all four of these women. They had Charity and these three other women all on that teeny tiny little couch all together. Which I was like, really? <laughs> like we couldn't have a bigger couch for them? Like what's going on? Um, that's hilarious. Um, what's it called? Uh, 
Yeah, so, I mean, we pretty much end this with, you know, a look at our Golden Bachelor. What was, you know, your thoughts on that? They did the, the you know, the tearjerker montage talking about Gary's uh, end of the relationship with his with his wife, his, you know, that is died with literally like a month after they bought their dream house on the lake um, and how... You know, he's all like, and whenever I'm at that house, I just feel like, you know, I need to be sharing that with someone like this was Tony's dream, blah, blah, blah. And then it pretty much cuts to him, like hanging out in the local bar with his old friends talking about how he passed the drug and STD test and like how, you know, he's getting ready to (laughs) meet all these women. Um, So it was just kind of like a weird, you know, they definitely amp up the whole idea of like how he's going viral and he's like, I don't even know what that means. And like, you know, like different terms, like calling him a grand zaddy and, um, you know, everybody. And he's like asking the dudes for advice. And they're like, you're the man, you're the man. Like, you know, like you don't need any advice from us, like blah, blah, blah. Um, and it just definitely, they're really like pushing the whole, like, look, he's an old guy. This is like, like, as you were saying earlier, Sai, like, this is going to be like, there isn't going to be clout involved. Like this is going to be about like truly like finding a new love and that you can find, you know, a new love and find that, that partner um, to be with you for, you know, the rest of your time. Um, and they asked the question of like, is there going to be fantasy suites in Gary's all like, yeah, man. Like, I mean, that's farther down the road. Cause I think they're in the midst of taping his season. Like right now I saw it. Um, like I think it was a week ago or something where Jesse Palmer had posted about being like his journey's underway. So I, I don't even think they're at that point of the show yet. But I, I, I'm interested to see how the format works with, you know, with people who aren't hungry for Instagram followers. Yeah, but they're still human. You know, True. so fantasy suites, I think, are not going to be that much different. I mean, maybe they just like chill and, you know, but who knows? You know what I'm saying? They've they've been around. These people have been around the block a couple of times, probably. So, <laughs> uh. I wonder if like filming schedules is, is for this is also different because I like I know with Bachelor Bachelorette, like I mean, they are filming like they're getting barely like they're filming like long like 17 hour days and stuff like that. Like, will that be held to the same standard? To like, is that sustainable for 71 year old man? I don't know. Like, I mean, he seems like fit, able, healthy dude. But yeah, I mean, do we know I how many contestants? While, do we know how many contestants are on his season? Nope. Is it like the standard, like twenty six or something like that? Yeah, like I'm guessing in the twenty five thirty range. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Um, so yeah, and then we get a preview of the end of the season. Excuse me. Um, what do we see? Anything new? What What do you think we're getting? Well, obviously, she's going to make up with Aaron. She's going to kind of invite him back on to the season, it looks like, um, for the finale. Um, And then it looks like she's really searching for answers from her mom. And it looks like kind of like her mom's going to be like, you know that you know the answer. You know in your heart what the answer is. And, like, you got to just own up to it and, like, whatever. So it looks like she's really in a crosshairs of... Joey and Don. Who... (laughs) Yeah, right, right. What she should do between them. It's it's to me. It's probably just like she wants Joey, but she knows Dotton is the the guy. You know, it's like her heart and her mind type of thing. You know, right. Um, and she's like, I know people are gonna hate me if I don't pick Dotton. Probably. So, those are probably thoughts going through her mind. Uh, well, yeah. Anything else happening in Bachelor Nation? Yeah, so Nick Vial and his fiance uh, Natalie are expecting their first baby together. They um, posted a photo this past week, which kind of you know got hidden by some other stuff. But uh, which I'm intrigued by, like what their wedding timeline and stuff is. Like, are they gonna wait until after she gives birth? What's that gonna look like? She looks decent like she's several months in for sure she has like a decent bump from like recent pictures and stuff like that so um it seems like such crazy time like to be engaged to someone then have a baby then get married like what yeah i actually i don't know she seems like 
She seems like the type of person that's going to have the baby and then want to get married after that. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, she's 24. So. Um, So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, good for them. Congratulations. Um, What else going on? Uh, In other news, Abigail Herringer and Noah Erb um, are engaged. You know, they were a Bachelor in Paradise couple from... Uh, that season like a couple summers ago, which has been seemingly like the most successful season thus far when it comes to couples. Like their success rate is insane. They've had, I think like nearly, they've had at least like five or six couples that are still going strong or have gotten engaged from that season, either afterwards or, you know, on it. So um, definitely big congrats to them. Uh she, her ring is huge. The rock is ginormous. Um, and I think that the engagement was in San Diego. And I guess uh, Thomas, uh, you know, the fiance of Becca Kufrin um, helped with some of the arrangements for the proposal. So definitely a Bachelor Nation affair, mm. if you will. Nice. So the baby's coming soon. <laughs> hopefully like, not first hopefully co- they're also not like on this weird this weird like let's get engaged and then have a baby timeline yeah it's first get engaged then comes the baby carriage then comes walking down the <laughs> aisle and doesn't really rhyme but it's that's the, <laughs> that's where we're at in 2023 um which is not bad i mean if you want to do it that way i mean uh, yeah if that's how you want to do it go for it <laughs> it's just you know uh, all right. Well, guys, what do you guys think about all this stuff? What, what's what? Do, where were your thoughts with the mentel all with Braden, with Xavier, with Sean? You know, all these different things with Charity. Uh, you know, how how are you feeling about Nick Vial? Um, new baby news. You know, new engagements. Just let us know in the comments below, um, and you'll get a shout out next week. And uh, we'll be back with what is it? The final episode of The Bachelorette. Is it? We- yep. Next week's three-hour season finale, as they tend to do for nice. us. So we'll see you with that, guys. So um, definitely uh, lock in for uh, an exciting, hopefully, ending to the season. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we get into something we like to do around here called Quick Hits. What do we got for Quick Hits? Yes. So Wayne Brady, uh, you know, uh, whose line is it anyway? Fame, and now he has been—he's been many a different like host of different shows. Um, he has come out as pansexual, uh, so you know he said in a, a quote, he said, you know, bisexual just with an open mind. Which people like some people use bisexual and pansexual as interchangeable. Some people use pansexuals meaning a little bit more of like I'm attracted to anybody regardless of gender or whatever which kind of uh, some people use bisexual like that too so kind of depends how you want to view it label it but he said you know he wanted to come out for him just to kind of make himself feel like you know happier and like more his authentic self and uh told his family and everything he has an ex-wife and he has a 20 year old daughter um and they're all they're all they're all on board with it. So, you know, congrats to him for living his full self. Yeah. Um, what else we got? So Tory Lanes has been sentenced to ten years in prison after he was found guilty of shooting Megan Thee Stallion. Um, and that hearing was on last week, wrapped up um last Tuesday, and so uh he um, he ple- he pled not guilty. He was convicted on three felony charges, um, and you know he took full responsibility at the end of the sentencing. So, yeah, uh, we'll I mean, see. if he thought he was gonna get off of that stuff, you needed to tell us who did it. Like, I feel like now looking back on it. There was this element of, you know, in hip hop, especially there's like, you don't want to be known as a rat. That means saying things by and and getting someone like, you know, in trouble um, by snitching on them or something like that. 
he tried to do some weird roundabout way of like alluding that somebody else did it. But like, if you didn't do it, then tell us who did, you know? And I don't think he wanted to go down the route of like, just straight up being like, this person did it. Um, I mean, maybe he also did do it, but like, you know, there's just no argument there. Like he, you know, it just, that's the way it it goes down. I guess they're trying to seek a shorter sentence by saying, you know, he should be able to be released from jail sooner for a residential substance abuse program because they're claiming that he has an alcohol abuse disorder and PTSD and things that could have infected. uh, You'll probably do like six years or something like that. Um, It's just really crazy that like all this stuff went down at Kylie Jenner's house and she didn't even have to come in for this trial. Right. What? That doesn't make any sense. Well, it didn't happen at her house. It happened like down, like all I'm saying is like if this was any other like kind of like if someone died, it was in the same situation. Like, wouldn't they have brought like all the evidence? Like, all like what was happening at that party? Probably. You know, it just seems it seems really weird that she got to like get out of that. Like, it's probably her money and her influence that like got her kept her out of court. Um, but anyways, what else we got? Taylor Swift has uh, talked about and has said, announced that she will be releasing her Taylor's version of 1989, which I guess is she saying is her favorite re-release, re-record yet. It will come out um, October 27th, I believe, which I think is the original date of its release. Um, And it just so happens to fall on Friday again. So uh, she be, they be doing extra work in the background to make sure ship falls and aligns with whatever, you know, all the different numbers, days, names, whatever. Um, yeah, they got so a super fan totally, like running her, her as assistant. Uh, I mean, like it's crazy. Cause she said it on like eight, nine, like August 9th. And so that people are like 1989, like it's a whole thing. Like it's just insane. So, I mean, that's definitely one, her, probably her most popular album. You know, I just, mean, she got her Grammys on a lot of Grammys on that one. She, yeah. you know, and it's not that long ago that it like, came out. Like, it's like to recreate songs that you made. Like, you kind of still remember the. Pro- it probably is harder to recreate the ones when she was younger, but this one, oh, yeah. you know, it's just a matter of just updating the songs and making them sound dope. So, what an interesting. Well, and thing. I think she's got some good vault um, songs for this one, and I think she's like bringing out like you know. Uh, Harry Styles for some stuff and like whatever. So I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Um, anything else for quick hits? Uh, Zoe Deschanel and uh, Jonathan Scott of the uh, Property Brothers are engaged, which I really thought they already were. Like, I didn't even realize that they weren't engaged yet. So that was the big news. Like, as of yesterday, uh, she has a very Zoe Deschanel kind of ring. It's very like, ornate and has like looks like very flowery and bouquet-ish and um you know congrats to them but definitely i mean i guess they've been together for like four years they definitely it just like their couple makes sense to me it's just like a property brother and jess from new girl you know like you're like ah makes sense like it just kind of is the vibe yeah well what made you go yikes this week uh this actually like kind of just came out but i guess um the the subject of the blind side, uh, Michael Ower, uh, who, you know, the whole story is that, you know, he was kind of just a, uh, a homeless kid and huge and like whatever. And like people are all like, let's take him in and kind of like created him to being a, a famed football player. He like went on to being at Ole Miss and then being an, an uh, NFL player and everything like that. He's claiming that um, I guess, you know, he's making allegations that the whole central core of the story about him being adopted by the um, the Tui family, I think that's how you pronounce it, was a lie. That they pretty much forced him into signing some stuff that made him a made him part of a conservatorship a conservatorship. Um, and they were like his conservators and they, you know, made a shit ton of money, like three hundred million, on uh, the story that then, you know, made the Oscar-winning movie, uh, The Blind Side, that mm-hmm. started Sandra Bullock and stuff. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see, like, you know, why is this coming out now? What's happening here? 
Um, is this true? I mean, that is they. It's, they I'm sure they made a pretty penny on that whole story with everything with the movie and stuff. But um, I'm I'm intrigued to see what develops more with all of that. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll have to see. I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter. People will find a reason to hate on it. I mean, the family still did help them out, right? Like, yeah. family doesn't mean, like, legally sometimes or blood. Like, it just is what it is. But um, I could see how people feel, like, fooled by the the romanticization of the situation. Well, yeah, and I think because they were getting all this money from his story and he wasn't seeing it, so. Right, right. That's true. Um, all right, well, um, I got a question for you. Yes. What are you watching? Well, I actually, I haven't finished watching it, but it's something I've been excited to, you know, finish and watch ever since I heard that they were making a film adaptation of this. But Red, White, and Royal Blue is on Amazon Prime. It is a film adaptation of a book um, that talks about, you know, the son of the president and the prince of England, you know, falling in love and it is gr- i love the book i've been hearing different things i've been watching it and i i love the actors and stuff in it but they definitely have kind of changed up some of the stuff from the book and i don't know if i love everything that they changed up but i do like some of some of the stuff that they've been doing with it so i'm i'm excited to finish it because you know i, I just didn't get to around to finishing it um just yet but what, a, what an interesting um, international affair yeah <laughs> Yes, indeed. Indeed. Um, but Sai. Yes. What are you watching? Uh, you know, I've been I said earlier I've been writing this script, but like now I'm like gonna try to draw inspiration from these like like horror movies and stuff. Like, you know, mm. like learning mm. how to build suspense without like, you know, giving like just like a jump scare every time and stuff. So uh, I'm starting to slowly watch like movies that I think have cool, like, you know, camera angles, cool things that they're using. Cause I just, it's a short film, but if you really take your time with like the shots and stuff, you can make something really cool um, with a good script. So I'm working on, uh, I was watching alien three, uh, you know, alien is kind of like an idea of, of, you know, it's, it's based around like science fiction stuff, but it's really supposed to be like a horror movie. You know, the original alien was supposed to be like a horror movie, a scary movie that, you know, the monster is just an alien, you know, as opposed to like, right. look at us, we're in space and it's aliens. Um, so it's science fiction. It like, that's what it's based off of. And then I also watched, um, I also watched Smile. I haven't finished it yet, but it's super creepy. Like that's that, I remember all the previews for that when that first came out, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah I mean, no, it was I very successful. It. I had a great marketing campaign with the smiling stuff and everything." So, um, those are just what I've been watching. But uh, why don't we get into Slapper of the Week? Slapper of the Week. This song slaps. <laughs> <laughs> So our slapper of the week comes to us from AP Dylan. Um, I think that's how you say it. He's an Indian singer rapper. Uh, I first heard about him from uh, the the song Brown Monday, uh, which was kind of viral. It was like a TikTok song that everyone was kind of putting in mm-hmm. their stuff. Uh, so he has a song called With You, and it's on the Future Bachelor podcast playlist. It's a vibe. I was playing it before the show. Uh, Veronica agreed with me. It's got a very post Malone vibe to it. So if mm-hmm. you're if you're into that, uh, definitely check it out. Definitely, it's in another language. But you know, nowadays I just like songs that have a good vibe. I don't care if I understand it or not. Really, uh, <laughs> it's just like it's got a good beat. You're singing like you know the right melodies. Um, I can get behind it. So check it out with you by AP Dylan. Um, there's an H in Dylan. That's you. That's how you would pr- pronounce it, right? I would think so. Yeah. So um, check it out. Uh, v, do you have any shout outs this week? I just wanted to shout out my boyfriend, Sean, for a fun weekend in Charleston. Hey, what up, Sean? <laughs> bringing that good time uh i would like to shout out uh my my buddy harry uh he's been in the cast with me with legally blonde uh you know he was one of the first people that i got to kind of know there and 
you know, the first day he's like, where do you live? I'm like in Atlanta. Cause it's like an hour away almost. Um, he's like, I live like down that way. Like, you know, we should, we should, uh, carpool together so we don't have to like, you know, waste so much gas on each other's cars. And you know, when people do that, you're like, uh, like sometimes I like to drive by myself, you know, and, and everything, right. but I actually started like taking him up on it. He like came up, he was like, Hey, would you want to like, I'll drive this time you drive. So we've been doing that for the last two months, like driving and really just got to know each other well on these drives and he's become a really good friend of mine um so i like to shout him out and then also just everybody involved the cast and crew of legally blonde the musical because it's like one of these things i'm actually kind of getting sad about because it's like you know we still have 10 shows to do um together right. you still have to actually do the show yeah but, <laughs> but you know like the memories are it's made the beginning of the end yeah the memories are made um you know in rehearsals and behind stage you know we'll never be a cast together again you know we might do things with each other here and there like you know in different projects but this whole ensemble will never be together again after this so you know it's just like really just showing my uh reverence and appreciation to the whole production and i i just i i'm gonna be sad when it's over but i'm having a good time you know you know really uh you, you know finishing this off with a bang so shout out to everybody <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. So that's, you know, what I got going on. We start the, we open on, on Thursday with the, with the musical. So I'm very excited about that. Very focused on that. Um, what do you got going on this week and weekend? I've got a busy week. I mean, I've got that for you on opening night. I've got, um, I think, uh, my friend Clarissa is going to be in town this weekend. So I've got to carve out some time to see her and, um, I just got some other, like, you know, plans with folks this week. So just a, bu- a busy week for your girl. Dope, dope. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, um, yeah, uh, if you guys are around the area listening to this, definitely come check out the show running from August 17th to 27th. Um, just, you know, there's links around there. Look it up. Legally Blonde the Musical. And that's what I'll be up to. So uh, thank you guys for checking out the Mentel All episode of this um, podcast. We'll be back next week with the last episode and uh, some more fun. So it's been your favorite podcast, Future Bachelor. My name is Sai. I'm Veronica. And we love you. Deuces. Bye. Future Bachelor Podcast. <laughs>